Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Lord, we give all glory and honor to you. We come to magnify you this morning as we lift you up, God. Lord, we're only here to be servants, God, in your kingdom. Lord, and we ask that you would use us, each and every one of us, for your glory. Lord, as you speak to us, God, as you build us, as you strengthen us, help us to carry it beyond the walls. Lord, into the lives of those who allow us to rub shoulders with us. Lord, those that you allow us to be the light in the midst of their darkness, God. Lord, that all men can be drawn unto you because we are choosing and purposing to lift you up. Lord, we thank you right now for all that's already been done and said. And we give you honor in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That was as we were worshiping and sing, I think we were singing the song, He's Able. You know, I looked over and I, I seen little Dovey, then my wife nudged me. You know, and she was right here jumping up and down. Where's Dovey at? Where, where's she at? She in the cafeteria? Oh, okay. Yeah, just, but, you know, just watching little Dovey worship and, and praise God. And at first she was over on this side. And then she came right in the middle and it's almost like she was directing the worship. You know, she was like going on. But yeah, that's our, our, look, there she is right there. Amen. Come here, Dovey. Yeah, we talking about Dovey's worship this morning. She, she blessed me. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, but as I was, you know, I was looking at her, and then I looked on the screen, and the word said, he is there. And I about broke out in tears. Right then, I looked over at Diane and Johnny. You know, and I looked at Dovey, and I thought about he's in. Don't give up on God, because he won't give up on you. And after 18 years of waiting for this baby to come, he's in. He's in. And now she got little John John over there, too, because he's in. Amen. So I just thank God for, you know, just the demonstrations in the house. You can be seated, baby. Just the devil, uh, uh, if we just trust God and wait on God, watch what He does. Because that's that's pure worship. And that little child will say something to you to make you shake your head sometimes. I mean, she 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 know the truth. She know the word. You know you know she's Johnny and Diane's baby girl. <laughs> Amen. She she'll bring correction when correction is needed. So we thank God for her. Amen. We're gonna go ahead and release our children to their classes. Amen. Thank God for Valentine's Day. Hallelujah. I'm blessed to be in the house on this morning. Thank you, Lord. Time to drop off the babies and get situated here. Anybody been blessed already today? some mighty great things. He allowed us to wake up on this morning. Amen. That's, 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 that's for starters right there. Amen. Somebody didn't rise up this morning. But we did. Amen. And we thank God that we are able. But as you see this morning, we're going to talk about no greater love. 
Amen. As we talk about love, amen, this is Valentine's Day. We choose to celebrate, amen. You know, we thank God for Valentine's Day. Amen. But there is a greater love. Amen. Because we think about, you know, this day is filled with thoughts of love and romance. Amen. And we think about gifts like flowers and candy and going out to dinner and spending more than you should. Amen. To prove to somebody that they're your number one. Amen. And we make cards. You know, it's funny. She was showing us the card. Amen. She told us to be sitting there that, that Dad had made. And I was, you know, I thought about the fact that last night as I was doing some reading, you know, one thing I was seeing is that that used to be the norm. But we've gotten so far away from just sitting down and writing a card or making a card. It's just like go buy one or go online and send one through an email, you know. You know, don't even buy it. Just, just send them an e-card. You know, we've gotten so easy. So to see that just want to really bless me. Thank you, Dad, for the, the example. Amen. The old school way of doing things. Put something into it, some heart behind it. Amen. Teach us young folks some things. I can say that, amen. I'm young. Huh? Amen. I can say that. Teach us young. But, but you know, we stop and think about Valentine's. You know, we can go into all different history about how it came to be and what it means and how different people do and celebrate. But you know what? You can figure that out on your own. Just Google it. Amen. And you can come up with all that information by yourself. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on that this morning. But we hear the phrase, be my Valentine. Anybody, you know, we want somebody, you know, think about how even the children, and I know at least when I was coming up in school, you know, we would, we would be bugging mom and dad as Valentine's Day was coming close, you know, they had to go get us our Valentine cards, you know, a little pack with all kind in there, and then our teachers would give us them little brown bags, sometimes they had the little white bags, and you put them along the window and along the side of the classroom, and everybody put their little Valentines, anybody know what I'm talking about? And you exchange your valentines. You know, some kids wouldn't get no valentines. Sometimes you get them little pink and blue and green little candies and put on there. So you want to get all that stuff in your valentine bag. And you want to know who's your valentine, your secret valentine. You know, and so, this, this, you know, it, but it, what it does is it teaches us to look, think beyond ourselves. Amen. And think about, you know, showing and sharing the love with somebody else. You know, I had a conversation a few years ago about valentines. Amen. Because, see, Somehow, Valentine almost became to the fact that it was just about the women. I got an amen in the room. You other brothers are scared. <laughs> no, but see, my wife, we, we got this thing under control. But see, I like to be somebody's Valentine, too. And that all, see, don't be hating on a brother. Amen. So, so this this one of them we can share the heart of that. Oh, I know how to stir it up something. That's why some of you keep your rocks in your pockets. Amen. But see, we stop and think about Valentine. It's it's good to show love. Amen. It's good to share love. Amen. The things that God has given us. But like I say, we don't want to spend a lot of time talking about what the world do, how they celebrate. That's all fine and good. But when it comes to love, we're going to talk about one that's no greater love. Amen. And we as God's representatives, amen, as his people, 
we should be the ones showing the most extravagant love, the most unconditional love, the most sacrificial love that anybody on the face of planet Earth. They should see that love operating in us and through us at all times. Because truly, as we as we as we move as the body of Christ, Amen. There's something that we need to understand that you know we didn't deserve none of this, huh? You know, you stop and think about the fact that God looked on us while we were still a mess, Amen. Before we, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go even further. Before we even arrived, He knew how jacked up we was gonna be, and yet and still prepared. To love us. Amen. So we're going we gonna to look at, you know, all, all these things, amen, that God made possible. We want to look at one of the probably the most familiar, you know, scriptures in the Bible. Start off with. Amen. St. John. Anybody know that scripture? Amen. 16. 3 and 16. It says, for God, what? So, there it is right there. Pastor Lynn didn't even know where I was going. I saw. Think about that. God so loved so much in such a way. He so loved the world that he gave his own. His own. I will emphasize that. His own. Begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Amen. Anybody believeth in him? Amen. But that we could have what? Everlasting life or eternal life. Amen. And I think about the fact that he he did so. He loved us so much that he did something about it. Amen. And he didn't do just any old thing. He did something that we as, I mean, we as parents, amen, understand. That, that is so sacrificial. It wasn't he was getting rid of a son that was getting on his nerves. Hello. He wasn't kicking a rebellious son to the curb. You know, he, he wasn't a disobedient child that he was glad to get rid of. But this was the Christ child. Can you imagine giving up? Now, now, see, we raised seven children, and they all had their own characters and personalities and still do. Amen. And, and some of them were more obedient than others. Amen. But, see, I, even in their rebellion and their hard-headedness, I mean, I think Daniel always, he, 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 he touts the fact that he got more whoopings than everybody else. Well, I believe in using, you know, the belt. But the Bible tells me to. Amen. But, you know, but. I still can't imagine sacrificing any of them. Amen. Not, not on my maddest day. Uh, not, not when, you know, when you come home and they ain't done none of their chores. And they got in your secret stash. And ate your snacks up, you know. And, let's see, some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Huh? Some of y'all parents know exactly what I'm talking about, you know. Stuff you don't want them to get in, so you put it in your room where it's supposed to be off limits. 
and they take the door off the hinges because you got a lock on your bedroom door. Uh-uh. And they still get to your, and then put it back like you ain't going to miss nothing. I'm telling you, my kids were ingenuous. I mean, they, they used some ingenuity, amen. To get, but still, I wouldn't get rid of any of them. But God, his own begotten. And as much as you love your children, they can get on your nerves. Huh? But he gave his only begotten son that we shouldn't perish. I mean, that is a demonstration of love. Amen. Not just for a few, but for all our sins. All that we hadn't even done yet. He made a way that we can get out. He made a way that we could be saved. And he did it for love. He did it because he loved us. Think about that. Just for a minute. Even though we didn't deserve it, Christ died for us while we were yet unworthy. Unworthy, amen. And still in our sins. You know, so we have to stop and think about, you know, all the benefits that we've received, amen. And all we had to do was, in order to receive the benefit of that love was to believe. Amen? That's, that's all we had to do. Look, look what it says here. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only, look at this, not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. Hello. Think about that. Knowing that the tribulation worketh Patience, and patience, experience, and experience, hope. It says, and hope maketh not ashamed because, look at this part, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. You see, the thing that keeps us through our tribulation and gives us the patience and the hope and all those is the love of God that has been shared abroad in our hearts, as the scripture says right there, by the Holy Ghost. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for who? Us, the ungodly. When we didn't have the strength, amen, to come out of our own sin and to come out of our own struggles, amen, no way to save ourselves, amen, he died for us, amen. And look what it says in 7 verse 10. And scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. Still doing our own thing. Ignoring him, not acknowledging him, living any kind of way, yet he died for us. That's love. Sometimes we want to make sure wait till someone get right before we show them some love. 
Amen. But thank God he wasn't that way, right? Amen. He said, the only way they're going to get right is if I help them because they can't do it on their own. Amen. We already just seen how I said, while we were weak, we didn't have the strength, amen, to overcome. Anybody still struggling with their weaknesses? Don't raise your hand. His love is there to bring you out. His love is there to build you up. And as we become more and more Christ-like, his love operating in us and through us, amen, should become more and more evident, amen, in every circumstance and situation. That doesn't mean we won't be challenged. That doesn't mean your flesh won't try to rise up. That's why we need the Holy Spirit operating in us. That's why we need to learn more and more how to walk in the Spirit so that the love of God, amen, will be made manifest in our actions. Oh, we know he loves us. But sometimes our soulish man stops that love from flowing through us to others. Sometimes we allow it, amen, to be halted because of our own feelings and emotions and, you know, our own history and things that we've been through. We can, if we're not walking in the Spirit, we can block the love of God, amen, from operating in and through our lives. Notice I always say in. It's got to work in us first before it gets through us. All right? So we need to understand, amen, God did all these things just for us. Go with me to, to, to Matthew, the fifth chapter. We're going to pop that up there right quick. Matthew 5, starting at the first verse. Hallelujah. He said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in hope. Wow. Oh, that's the same one I just read. I said, Matthew, I went back to Romans. And y'all just did no one cleared it, wrote or nothing. <clears throat> you off. Help a brother out. <laughs> That's better. That's better. All right, Matthew 5. I'm, okay, we have Matthew 5. Amen? But we as Christians, one thing, we don't have the luxury, if I can say it like that. Amen? We don't have the luxury to love like the world. And like the people around us that don't know God. Amen? You know, that's based on merit. Amen? Based on, you know, what we're going to receive in return. Anybody ever love like that? Huh? Hello? You know, but we got to demonstrate what's called the agape love of God. That unconditional love. Amen? That love that, that loves in spite of. Amen? That, that loves men even when they're doing you wrong. Anybody ever love somebody even when they're doing you wrong? Amen. That, that might be someone in your household. That might be someone on your job. That might be someone in your neighborhood. Amen. But to love them in spite of, that take God. I mean, how many of us know that take God? Amen. Some of y'all like, I'm still not there yet. I know it's in the house. Amen. But we got to get to the place, amen, that we not just talk in love. Amen. But we're walking. We're demonstrating. And again, in Matthew 5, look, look what you know, the, the Word tells us about how to love. Look at verse number 43. Hallelujah. Say, ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Now this is Jesus speaking. 
Amen. And he goes on to say, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use and persecute you. Now, that's an uncomfortable verse. But that's what Jesus told you. He said, don't hate your enemies. But he said, love your enemies. How do you love your enemies? First of all, you got to have the love of God operating in you. Amen. And then secondly, you got to allow it to work in you. Amen. Thirdly, you got to see that that's a soul, amen, that needs to know God like you're striving to know God. Amen. A lot of times we get stuck on people's issues, amen, rather than thinking, as the songwriter said, he looked beyond my fault and saw my needs. Amen. And if we will become more and more like Christ, we will learn how to look beyond the faults of that spouse, that child, that parent that neighbor, that co-worker, that employee, we be able to learn how to look beyond their faults and see the fault is identifying where there's a need. And our love, or the love of God operating in us, amen, allows us to answer that need if we will yield ourselves to God. But when we make it about ourselves and our feelings, amen, when we make it about all those things, the love of God can't flow. And I know it's in the house, amen. So I know there's times that God has said, do this or do that, but because of how I felt, it couldn't go no further. As, as Pastor Linda said a few minutes ago, you know, we, we have our limitations. But imagine if Christ had limitations on his love. He said, I done died, now I went to the cross, I done been beat, I'm not getting on that cross. That's just too much. Uh, you know, I mean, think about that. If, he, if he'd have drawn the line and said this far and no further, I, 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 I won't shed no more blood for the, another generation. I'm done. Where would we be? Where would we be today? But he didn't, he didn't put a limit. You know, I mean, think about the fact that there were limitations for the forgiveness of sin until Christ came. The priest had to make sacrifices every year for the atonement of the people's sin. But that blood was limited. That, that, that sacrifice was limited. So God sent his only son. Amen. And he came and shed his blood. Amen. And that blood is limitless. Amen for us. And as we see in the scripture, amen, it was because he so loved us. Amen. And if we receive such an extraordinary and an extravagant love, amen, and begin to really realize that we didn't deserve none of it. But he came by and he picked us up and he cleaned us. I know he cleaned this little boy up. And I, I dare not forget where he brought me from to think I can look down on somebody that's not where I am yet because I have not arrived yet. So continue to realize, amen, that thank God that you picked me up. Thank God that you, you straightened my mind out, amen, and you, you put nice clothes on me and you, you gave me a place to live, amen, and you allowed me to have a prosperous life. Thank God that you've done that, but it's not my doing. I'm not so good that I deserved it. It's your mercy and your grace, amen, that flowed to me, and how dare I stop it from flowing through me. 
whatever this saints, we ain't doing it as unto man. We're doing it as unto God. And when we recognize we're doing it as unto God, then we never quit. But when we're doing it as unto man and we're doing it based on what we feel and how we see, amen, and the response that we get, how many of us responded to God the very first time? I'm trying to help us this morning. I'm not busting that. I'm just stirring us up a little bit. He had to work on us. Thank God he had patience on me. I, you know, I, I tell you all, you know, about how, you know, Pastor McGee, he wasn't no pastor back then, but, you know, we, we used to be running buddies. My wife would tell you, amen, we would, we would have our liquid lunches, amen, and, you know, we would, huh? I wasn't born saved. I know nothing about Jesus. Even though I went to church when I was about 12 years old, I didn't know nothing about Jesus. So I was out there drinking and running and smoking my marijuana and doing all that kind of Yeah. But then the Lord snatched my running buddy and got him saved. And I had to tell him, oh, good for you. He kept on inviting me to church over a year. What's a year and a half? Invite. Good for you. I don't need all that. I'm good. I was still enjoying my Bacardi and my, my marijuana. Huh? And doing all the stuff I wanted to do. My wife would tell you, I kept my stock of my drink in the box, and man, I wasn't no good for nobody but me. But the love of God didn't give up. I said, the love of God didn't give up. And through the man, I used to run with and do all my crazy stuff, where he kept on coming, coming to me, kept on loving on me, kept on demonstrating his love, amen. And I watched him from afar, and I see, because I knew where he came from. And I seen what God had done in his life. And through his consistent and persistent love toward me, I finally told him one Saturday morning, I was out there washing my God, my car. I'm just being real, okay? Huh? My wife would tell you, I washed that car every weekend. Shined it up every weekend. Huh? That, that was, that was true. Don't mess with my car. Huh? But he came up that, finally came up one Saturday afternoon. I was out there polishing, armor on, you know, just hooking it up. And I finally said, okay, I'm a, I'll come, I was cool, you know. I'll come check y'all out tomorrow. You know, I'm going to check them out right now, <laughs> you know. And I've been checking it out ever since. Huh? I said, I've been checking it out because of the love of God. Not he didn't beat me over the head, amen, with nothing, but the love of God, the, the demonstration and the example of that love operating and coming into my life, amen, brought a change that I thank God for. Amen, the rest is history. Amen, I, I just thank God. But see, we got to get to that place, amen, that as the scripture we just read said, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. He's talking about loving the ones that do you wrong. Oh, see, we ain't feeling that, huh? I didn't bite that in your Bible, right? Amen. But he said, curse them. I mean, bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them that despitefully use and persecute you. This is the folks that intentionally doing you wrong. Our love should be enough to overcome and override all that stuff. Come on, somebody. 
And then he goes on to say that ye may be the children of your father, which is it. He's otherwise he said, if you want to prove you're my child, love like this. Huh? Amen? He said, love like this, amen, that you may prove, I mean, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. So how do, where do we judge who gets and who don't? Hello? Amen. And send it, and send it rain on the just and the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. You ain't no different than the same. If you just love them that treat you like you want to be treated, then you ain't no different than those that don't know me. Hello. See, but we should be different, ain't that right? I'm hoping I'm helping somebody this morning. Amen. And if you salute your brethren only, in other words, we don't talk to sinners. We don't love on the sinners. We don't. We just just the saints. If you just salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans so. But ye, therefore, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. In other words, our love, we allow the love of God to operate through us no matter who he brings across our path, no matter what people say and do to us. That love perfects you. It begins to perfect you. It causes you to realize that, you know, without God, I, I'm no better than them. You know, but, you know, I, I think about the fact that God had to chase most of us down because we was all running. Hello? Isn't that right? I mean, I, I say it like this, amen. Even the hellhounds was on our trail. We thought we had it going on. But God came and chased us down when we was out there doing our own thing. Amen. Loving ourselves. Ooh. Not helping anybody this morning. But we got to get to a place, y'all. Amen. Where there is no limitations on our love. Amen. There is no limitations. Amen. Why? Because it was an unlimited love that saved us. Amen. That brought us out. Amen. When we didn't deserve. Amen. To be brought out. Don't you know he commands us? I know we as adults, we don't really like to be told what to do. Amen. Most teenagers don't like to be told what to do. Most people don't like to be told. You know, I tell Bailey, she just don't, you know, I tell her, I don't want to do it. You know, they, we all got a mind of our own. We don't like to be told what to do, right? Huh? But see, he said, I'm not just going to tell you to love. I'm going to make it a command. Now that takes it to a whole other level because when you choose not to love, you're walking in, hello, disobedience to God, disobedience to his word. Amen? So we, we need to make the choice to obey God. Amen? And when you choose to love, you're choosing to obey God and his word. Amen? Let's, let's go to this next passage. Mark 12. 28 said, and one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? 
And Jesus answered them, the first, answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. In other words, everything you got. Amen? This is the first commandment. Now look what he says. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Notice, number one, love God with everything you have. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Then he said the second one is like that. To love your neighbor. Notice he didn't say yourself. He said to love your Who's your neighbor? Ever in the field. Where, where are we? Are? We reside on planet Earth. Right? The Lord tells us the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. And all they that dwell therein. Amen. It's all his. Amen. Just like I live on my block and my neighbors next to me here and there. We all live on this planet. Everybody on this planet is best what? Your neighbor. They don't live on Pluto. Amen. They're your neighbor on planet Earth. He didn't say brother. He said neighbor. There's a difference between the two. But everybody is your neighbor. So therefore, he's telling us that we ought to love everybody like we. And then what did he say? Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, we can get into the argument. I don't love me. Well, at whatever level you love, you're supposed to love them. You feed you. You bathe you, I hope. Huh? You don't beat yourself up. You don't curse yourself out. You don't steal from your... You see, if, if we would just love them, but it's, it's, it's not just our love, but it's the love of God that's got to flow through us. Realize, because without God, we might not know how to love ourselves, but you're a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit on board. Amen. You shouldn't have no problem understanding how to love you, because you say you love God. We're going to deal with that in a minute. But now, how do you love others? Do we cut them off because they hurt us? Uh-oh. Do we cut them off because they, they did us wrong or they talked about us? How many times have we disappointed God? How many times have we hurt him or gone against his word knowing him? But he still loves us. And he still knocking at the door. He's still drawing us unto himself, amen. He's still building us and strengthening us, amen, to get us over the hump, amen, where we're struggling. See, we talk about Valentine's Day. Why don't you make Jesus your Valentine? Thank God you show him the love, amen. You will get the love in return, amen, and that love can flow through you into the lives of all the people that God allows you to touch. Because the love is not about you. It's about him. And we want to demonstrate Christ's love to the world. Because our earthly love is limited. And I agree, it is very limited. But because of the love of God, I, I've been able to love people who just knowingly have done me wrong. And, and you know, it's not, and one thing I, I have to say, it's not even hard. 
Now, when you let the love of God do what it's supposed to do in you, it's not hard to love those that, that, that come against you. It's not hard to love people even while they're still talking about you. It's not hard because it's not about them. It's about you and God. And it's about our demonstrating him in the earth, in the peace that he gives you. Amen. Realizing that, you know what, God, you love me. That means you have accepted me. That means I have been affirmed and acknowledged by you. Who is man that can take that away? Hello. See, sometimes we, we hanging on the words of people because we're uncertain about ourselves. But can I help you? If you just get certain about God and who you are in him and care what he said about you, no matter what anybody does or doesn't do, says or don't say, you are secure in the love of God that takes you above all the other stuff. Because you know what? Just because they say you're not a diamond, they didn't create you anyway. And if the jeweler says that's a diamond, huh? It could be laying in the gutter full of mud. It could be run over by a tractor. It could be at the bottom of the dung hill. But it's still a diamond. And it's still valuable. Uh, and that's who we are. Sometimes we beat ourselves up because of our own mistakes and misgivings. But he's still the one that says, I love you and I forgive you. Amen. And I'm here to restore you. I'm here to, to brush off all the, the mistakes that you've made and to reestablish you. Amen. According to my purpose and my plan. What did he say in Jeremiah 29, 11? I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. I, he hasn't forgot. He knows exactly what he wants to do. He knows exactly the, the expected end, the good end that he has for every single one of us. But it's because of his love, amen, that he endures until we get on board, until we get there, amen. So we got to recognize, thank you, God, for your love. Thank you for all that you're doing in me and through me, amen. That, that This kind of love, amen, it, it begins to prove our relationship with God. Let's go to John 13, verse 34. He said, a new commandment mm, I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. He said, well, that's a commandment to love one another. You mean I don't have a choice? Yeah, you can have a choice. You have a will. And you can choose not to obey God's word. You can choose not to love Pastor David. That would be your problem. Amen? Just like it would be my problem if I choose not to love any one of you or anybody else. That would be my problem. And that problem is not between me and them or you and me. That problem is between you and God. That problem would be between me and God. Amen? And the more we recognize that, the more we realize, I don't want to have no problems with God. And I, Jonah, don't want God to have no problems with me. Amen? So I'm going to do what he says do in spite of you. Hello? And that's the mindset that we got to have. Whether you love me or not, I'm going to love you. Whether you treat me right or not, I'm, I'm going to love you. Whether you accept the instruction in, in, in the word or not, I'm going to love you. And the rest is on you. The rest is on all those out there that you choose to love. Amen. And show the love of God. It's on them to respond. It's on them to do. But it's up on us. It's incumbent upon us to love.
continue to flow. He said that ye also love one another. Look at verse number 35. It says, by this shall all men, say all men. Say all men know that ye are my disciples if you have love one to another. He didn't say, he didn't say they're going to know you're a disciple by how much words you know. How well you can preach or teach. How well you can quote the Bible. He didn't say that. He said they're going to know you're my disciple by how you love one another. Your love will prove your relationship with God. Your love, amen, rises above all those other places, amen, where we put restrictions and limitations. See, when we walk in the love, they'll say, now that's a child of God. Because he or she loves no matter what. They have no limitation. They have no stop. Amen. They have no prerequisites. You know how certain things you got prerequisites before you be in my circle, you got to be at a certain level. Thank God he didn't have all them prerequisites. God sure would in his circle. I sure, I sure wouldn't have, wouldn't have met with his standards, amen. If God set a standard, couldn't none of us make it. He proved that with the law. That's why he gave us the law. So even the simplest things of the law, you can't keep. But let me show you how I'm going to get you in anyway. I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to love you where you are, amen, and I'm going to build you up. And I'm going to give you my love, amen. So now my love begins to change you. My love begins to take you to a higher level. My love begins to teach you. Amen. You realize how uh, the depravity that we have without God and His love. We, we, showing sure up, begin to understand that we have no right, no rhyme, no reason to look down on anybody else. Go to First John, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. And without God, we can't love like this. Amen. It takes Him to have this kind of love. First John four and seven. Said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. See right there? It's that love is not of you. Not not this kind of love. Not, not the agape love. He said, God is I mean, love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. Ah. So it's just gonna prove your discipleship, right? And knoweth God. So does that imply that if I don't love, I really don't know know God? Look at the 8th verse. He said, he that loveth not, knoweth not God. For God is love. So if we can't love, now, I didn't write that in your Bible. Okay, maybe it says it slightly different in your version, you know. But it's means the same thing. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. See, and God is love. God don't God don't do love. He is love. Hello? See, we're the ones that have to do love. But when we allow God's love to flow through us, it's not a difficult thing. Amen. Because in and of ourselves, we are not loving people. Hello. You know, we love those that do us right. We love those that's in our household, maybe. You know, and, and we love those that, that give us what we want, make us feel good, and give us a warm fuzzy and all those kind of things, you know. But when they don't, we just, we can flip a switch just that quick. Cut them off. Throw them away. I'm done with you. 
you're of no value to me. I don't even know you. Huh? Now, y'all know what I'm talking about. You, we, we can just throw people away. Just that quick. Cut off our love. We in control, right? Don't get quiet on me on that one. Because uh, I'm talking to somebody in here. Amen. But see, God don't do that. Thank God. He is love. You know, someone some say, well, if he's so such a loving God, why would he send anybody to hell? Because he's a righteous God. And the, this is the sad part about the whole thing is he's not sending anybody to hell that he doesn't love. He don't stop loving them because they're disobedient. No more than I stop loving my children when they're disobedient. Amen? But when they're disobedient, I had to chastise them. I had to correct them. But I still do. We talk about the strength of a mother's love. That no matter what that child does, no matter how far out he or she might go, the average mother's going to be there for that child. They can say he was, he was you know, son of Sam, but mother's going to love him. Hello? And now if a mother can love like that, how? Do we not believe that our God can love even more extravagantly? And now take it to another level now. I'm not fooling. If that God that we believe loves stronger than the mother's love, amen, is imparting his love in us and through us, we should be able to love even more than the mother. Because it's not you. It's him. So we have no excuse, child of God. Of not being loving, even to the unlovable. Hello? Whoever they might be. Because the love of God will overwhelm anybody that's even unlovable, as the world might say. There's nobody that's beyond love. The Bible tells us that there's no law against love. I ain't never seen no one get arrested because they was loving like that. No. Just call the police on your neighbor. They just love me too much. Can you take them away? Huh? They keep cutting my grass. Paying my light bill for me. I'm sick of them. I don't think. See, love, love has a way of going in and breaking down barriers and strongholds. Love, love draws people in. Amen. Why? Because that is, you know, we, we talk about being a light. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We talk about we want to be a light, right? But most incandescent lights have what? There's a filament. Amen? And see, that love is that filament. Amen? See, we we got to have something that we're giving that's beyond us. That's greater than us. And that's the love of God. That I can love you. That I can forgive you. Amen? That I can walk with you. That it, it, it just works in me to be reconciled with you. Why? Because the love of God says, no, we got to get this right. No, I, I love you. And because I love you, I don't want to see you hurting. I love you. I don't want to see you without. I love you. Amen. I, I, I want to know you. And I want to be, the love of God is a compeller. It drives you, amen, to do the right thing. The love of God. It don't stop. I said, don't stop. Drop down to the 11th verse. He said, be loved. Who's he talking to? Us. 
If God so loved us, we are also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Wow. You mean when I love you right, the love of God is being perfected in me. And you know, the love of God can't help but make me better, Captain. It can't, it can't help but change my view of the people around me. It can't help but change my view of the world around me. It can't help but make me feel more and more appreciative of what God has done for me and where he's brought me from. Perfect love. That, man, we, there's no way by in and of ourselves we can have a perfect love. But when we do it God's way, His love is perfected in us. Thank God for the perfection of God. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. John 15 and 12. Let's start over there real quick. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Y'all getting it? If we ask, amen, where does it end? Where does it end? Huh? 15 and 12, amen, through 14 says this. This is my commandment. See, I just keep harping on this command thing. This command thing. How many of know what a command is? You know, it's like the Ten Commandments. It's not the Ten Suggestions. <laughs> it's not the Ten Great Ideas. Okay? No, 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 no. It's the Ten Commandments. He said, this is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Now, here we go. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Wow. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. So, if you want to be a friend of God, you got to love. You got to love. If you want to be his friend, but then I, I like what he says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. How far are we willing to go to show the love of God? He said, can't top that one. You're willing to give your life for that. You're willing to give your life to demonstrate the love of God. You know, I think that'd be a great way to die. I said, I think that'd be a great way to die. Y'all still not feeling it. Let me come, let me come down here a little bit more. I said, I believe that would be a great way to die. Not bungee jumping. Parachute. You know, not, not nothing crazy or just self-fulfilling, but can you imagine dying to demonstrate the love of God to somebody, to a his friend. You think God 
father in, in any way rejects you if you went to that level of loving? I don't think so. Because for us to go to that level, we've got to get to a place of total self-abandonment. Total self-sacrifice. Really understanding that my life is no more my own. I am bought with a price. Amen. And the life that I now live is not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. See, when we get to that place, then we can be able to lay down our lives. We can lay down, you know, he's talking about your life. How about your stuff? Hello. This is mine. Ain't nobody going to touch mine. You ain't going to ride my car. We, we, we get in that place. Where's the love? Y'all don't want to talk to me this morning. Huh? It's still Valentine's Day. Let's, let's show them some love. Let's show them some love. Let's show them some love. Huh? You don't have nothing. I don't have anything that doesn't belong to God. And I should be willing to use everything that he's given me to glorify him, to magnify him. Every, what did we read? With all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, all thy strength. And all your stuff to love God, to demonstrate Him. Amen. See, He tells us this. Amen. Now, I hope you're marking these scriptures in your Bible. Amen. Because there's a whole lot more that we could dig into. Let's, let's go to Romans 5 5 again. Just, just that last little part. Amen. Part B, Romans 5 5. Because. Watch these Because the love of God is. Shed abroad in our hearts. Look what he said. By the Holy Ghost. And even that's given to us. Think about it. You can't love on your own. So he gave you the Holy Ghost. So that we'd be able to love. And he shed it abroad in our hearts. Where do we put the defense? Where do we you know, put the limitations? Where do we this far and no further. Come on, somebody. Huh? We want the Holy Ghost working in every other area of our lives. How about that? He's able to do it, but, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day, I said, you know, we've heard it said, we're talking about it, I think, on um, Wednesday night. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He's not going to force you to do anything. You have a choice. You have a will. Either you will obey God or you won't obey God. That's your choice. That's your will. It's not that you can't. Sometimes we say, I just can't do it. No. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Even when it's difficult, he'll give me the strength to keep on loving. So we are without excuse. Huh? We, are, we are totally without excuse in all these areas. Look at Matthew 5. We're going to go to my final passage this morning. We deal with this when we go to But there's a passage that we often read in weddings. And I'm going to come out of the New King James on this one. I like the fact that we place the word charity 
the word does. Amen? 1 Corinthians 13. And I want you to listen to this and see if it touches on you anyway. I'm sure we are all without escape. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, talk good, huh? Eloquent. But have not love. I have become sounding brass and a clanging cymbal. Just making a lot of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, well, you know the word, you have faith, you have knowledge, so that I could remove mountains and be, I mean, but have not love. Look what it says. I am still great. No. He said, I am nothing. Just think of the Apostle Paul, amen. He said it to put a Gamaliel. He learned, amen. He even had doctorates, doctorates on top of doctorates. But imagine his life without the love of God. He would have made the impact that he made. He said, I counted all as dumb that I might win some of God. He showed the love on top of, he didn't rely on his ability and his knowledge. That he worked, walked in the love of God. Think about that. Third verse says this, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, be very benevolent. He said, though I do all these things, and though I give my body to be burned, I want to be a martyr, but have not love, it profiteth me nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor. Anybody ever help feed the poor? You can do it pridefully. Without love being involved. Huh? We can do it to say, look what I did. I see my pictures up there too. How was that spin casting? You know, we, we can do that. But there's no love behind it. He said, you know, you can martyr yourself. Give your body to be burned. But if you don't have love, it doesn't profit you anything. It says, number four, it says, love suffers long. Not short, long, and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinketh no evil. We're talking about love. See, now he's telling us how to walk in love, how to demonstrate love, how to be loving. Amen. We're talking about the, the, the love of God here. Verse number 6. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears some things. Like y'all call it. Bears all things. Believeth only what he sees. Hello. No, he said, believeth all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. Can I just pause there for a minute? When was the last time you endured something you didn't think you wanted to go through? I know we have. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm done. 
No, he said you endure all. It's not for you. Sometimes we go through things for the glory of God. Who did sin, this man or his parents? And Jesus told him, neither. This is for the glory of God. Sometimes you're going to go through things. You've got to endure some things for the glory of God. Amen. But the only way you're really going to be able to do it is walking in the love of God. Trusting him and believing him in. Endureth all things. Amen. Verse number 8, love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Take my ball and go home. These are my marbles. I quit. This ain't fair. I don't want to do it no more. That's a child. Okay? But he said, but when I became a man, hello, somebody. And I understood, you know, we, we got to get past that childish understanding. That it's not about you. When I became a man, I put away childish things. Can I say childish thinking? Huh? But now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as also am known. This is I also am known. Look what he said. And now abided faith, hope. These three are the greatest. I want us to really get faith is the hope is the most. But he says clearly, if you write the greatest these, don't miss it. The greatest is love. The greatest thing you can do is to love. To let the love of God operate through you. To let the love of God have we course in and we can do it if we just trust God if we just believe him if we just put our reliance on him sin sometimes if we, we run into a roadblock because we don't trust man we don't trust what's going to happen we don't know what the end going to be we don't know this we don't and guess what you never will know it all not until you stand before Jesus but one thing you do know is that the greatest thing you can do is to show the love of God without sin. To show the love of God beyond. Because it takes faith. It takes all that. Amen. But you got to have a love that is without limitation. I know that challenges you. The whole word of God challenges you. But you know, the thing about it is, he's the one that empowers us to do it. We can't do this. I'll say it again. We can't do this in and of ourselves. We need God's help. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need him to humble us. Amen. We need to remember where he brought us from. Amen. And the fact that if it had not been for God, 
if it had not been for the one who so loved me, where would I be? Where would I be? He said, I love you so much that he did something. The love of God in us should drive us to do something. To do something for somebody. I just say, you know, it, it'd be crazy. It, would, it wouldn't last very long if all I ever told my wife is I love you, I love you, I love you. But I never did nothing to demonstrate that love. Never did anything to show that love. I said, well, you, you, you know, you, you pay the mortgage and, you know, you do this. Then I was thinking about it the other day. My dad was a present absentee father. If some of y'all know what I mean. He was there, but he wasn't. And I'm thinking about it. You know, I love my father, amen. We've reconciled, amen. But I'm just saying this to, to get my point across. He was there. But it wasn't until I was in my early 50s that I ever remember my father saying the words, I love. Some of y'all might remember. He was came here one time. That's the first time that I can remember him ever saying, I love you. But he provided. But then I think about, well, let me let me let me equate that provision. Um, if he was gone completely, I would have still had a roof over my head. Welfare could have provided. I'd have still had food. Food stamps would have took care of that. Y'all get my point? See, we can do a lot of things, but see, it's the love that makes the difference. It's the love that builds the relationship. This is not doing, well, I'm here, well, I take care of you, don't I? Don't you know? You should know. I, I should have to say it. Ladies, how does that work for you? It don't, right? Then no. And now let me let me flip the switch. Brothers, how does that work for you? It don't work. I like to hear it sometimes, you know? Hello? Don't you think God likes to hear? Don't you think God likes us to demonstrate? Don't you think those that are hurting and don't know God need someone to tell them that God loves you? That I love you? Amen. And not just to tell them, but to demonstrate that love. But again, don't let it just be in the stuff. Love is sacrificial. Love can be demanding. Hello. I'm not saying this is just easy. It's going to require something of you. Pushing past your flesh, pushing past your feelings, pushing past your limitations and your resources. When love is demanded of you, what are we supposed to do as God's people? Love. Even when it hurts. I'm not telling you something I haven't demonstrated in my own life. Even when it hurts to continue to love. That's when God gets to it. That's when God says, okay, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to stop. But, you know, that's when God looked at Abraham, amen, when he loved God more than his only son. And he's willing to sacrifice his son. And God said, now I know. And when you get to that place to go beyond what you love, to do what God loves, 
to show your love to him. That's when you know they got me. Now I can really shower down my blessings upon them. Now I can really use them for the glory of my kingdom because they've overcome themselves.